Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The 11 to 1 show. It's Friday, which means Fionn is back with another cracking Friday floor filler song. Details of that on the way. But first, here's Alanis Morissette. Oh, I got the Friday feeling today and I'm extra, you know, sort of excited and Friday feeling pumped because this is back. Friday floor filler. On 11 to 1. Oh yeah, we missed out on it last week because it was Good Friday. Um, I don't know about you, but I definitely need the Friday floor filler in my life this week. And Fionn is back with all the details. Hey Sinead, yes, we're back with another Friday floor filler. I've picked a song that's guaranteed to get you in the mood for the weekend. I've taken a snippet of it and I've reversed it. All you have to do is let us know the name and the artist of the song. Here's the snippet in reverse. Oh, what do you think? I'll give it another spin. So if you think you know what my Friday floor filler is today, text WhatsApp or voice note into Sinead with your answers. Best of luck. Best of luck. It couldn't be any easier. We need the name of the artist and the name of the song. And, you know, I think Fionn was feeling summer vibes is all I'm going to say with regards to this song because of the horrendous weather that we have been having over the last little while. So he is he's on the summer buzz. That's the only clue I'm going to give you. I think you can get it. 86 658 Do you know... Fionn's Friday floor filler song today uh, and talking about the weather I did defrost the car this morning what's going on two degrees in April craziness and the showers as well well we know that I can cope with an April shower because I know that it's going to hopefully only last for April but defrosting the car now on the 14th of April ridiculous yeah. 
Oh, I'd always listen to my mood, that song. Dermot Kennedy, Kiss Me on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, something that will guarantee to lift the, your mood tonight, if you're a music fan, David Leddy and the Drada Male Voice Choir, they are performing a special charity concert in St Mary's Church, James Street, Drogheda. That is tonight, uh, 14th, yeah, that's tonight, at 8pm. And they have a load of special guests. And what they're doing is they're asking you for a donation of €20 Euro as you go in the door and all of the proceeds are going directly to the Turkey-Syrian Unicef earthquake disaster fund and you're in for a treat these guys are just incredible hair in the back of your neck sort of stuff you know absolutely brilliant uh, so they're performing tonight and their special guest will be soprano Andrea De- Delaney also councillor Michelle Hall mayor of Drada is going to host the concert Joanne is straight in Joanne from Drada she is straight in with the first one guessing Fionn's Friday floor filler song what's going on What's going on with the rest of you? Have you eaten too many Easter eggs? Has it affected the brain? We will play a little snippet of Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song a little bit later on, but do keep your guesses coming in. Now, yesterday on the show, Ian Armstrong got in touch with me because his wife, Carmel, has a has a dilemma, really, because what happened was 20 years ago now at this stage, she brought her beloved piano accordion into the sound shop in Drogheda to be traded in. It was kind of a an, an impulse sort of decision. OK, and she traded it in. Now, uh, ever since, by the way, she has regretted this. Now she's looking to track down this accordion. We're going to hear from Carmel and Ian next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Over 20 years ago, Carmel Armstrong bought her beloved Palo Soprani 120 bass professional piano accordion into the sound shop here in Drogheda and she traded it in. It's a decision to this day that she deeply regrets. And yesterday on the show, her husband Ian got in touch with me asking me for help in tracking down this accordion. Look, it's a long shot, but I am willing to help. And Carmel and Ian are in studio with me, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Great to have you. Great to have you. So Ian, you have, thanks first of all for reaching out to me on the show, but tell us what sparked off this search in the first place. Oh, she's always been looking for the accordion back. So I bought her one in Riffs before Riffs closed down, but it wasn't the same. Never the same. She just wanted this one. And her heart's desire for years and years is to get it back. And uh, I wrote to the sound shop an email last year and then I, I, I waited a while I don't think I got a reply unless I went astray and then I wrote to the famous Tommy Leddy expecting somebody to send it on to the sound shop up at sound shop just in case and that came back to me yesterday so okay. I was looking for this accordion if anyone had it we'd love it back Okay so you had sent it to Tommy it got returned it back to you It so- came back to me I didn't have a proper address but I thought he's famous enough Yes, so, okay, so we, 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 we'll park that part for, for the moment. But Carmel, tell us about this beloved piano accordion. This is not just an average uh, piano accordion. And in fact, Carmel has brought me in a lovely picture of her in the Kentstown Marching Band with this accordion. So talk to me about it. It's it's very distinguished, isn't it? It is. For, for me, it is anyway, because I was only uh, 18. I just turned 18 when I decided I wanted a new accordion. And I went... Um, into what was Sheeran's in Navin at the time and um, got it on higher purchase, got a job to pay off the um, the loan and it took me three years to pay it off but yeah. it just was really, I loved it. It was, yeah. it. it was like just something that was part of me. Yes. And stupid, stupid mistakes then just come in my early 20s Decided I was going to trade it in. 
biggest mistake of my life. Well, look, you know, this is what happens when you're young, Carmel. Yeah. You make these yeah. sort of, you know, the, the, this, these decisions. But yeah. talk to me about where the love of the accordion music comes from. That came from my granddad, just music in general. It was um, at his knee, basically, that all of his grandchildren learned whatever we know about music. Um, I learned a tin whistle when I was maybe four or five. And then he always taught us by ear. Wow. I mean, we did not learn how to read music. It was just the ear. And so now I can pick up any note. You can put me in front of a choir and I'll know somebody is singing out of key <laughs> or if there's a guitar that's not in tune, I'll know it. I can hear it. That so is a rare gift, Carmen, it, it, to have. It is. It, it really is. is. So he introduces you to this and then at about 15 years of age, you decide to join the band? Yes. Yeah, um... What was it? That, the, this is the Kentstown. On the back of it, it's, yeah. that's the Royal Albert Hall. That's in 1990. Wow. So I was maybe 16. Yes. So the Kentstown Marching Band, which of course are based uh, over there in the Yeah, Kentstown Centralstown. Yeah. 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 And I see you there proudly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the smiling face. So yeah. this is in the Royal Albert Hall. So this that's accordion outside, yeah. has been around. It has been around Europe. It has been around. It, it, it toured Germany, France, Belgium. It's been to, to quite a few places in England. It went to the Royal Albert, along with me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> along with me. Um, it was part of winning the All-Ireland for the Kentstown, Southernstown uh, Accordion Band. Okay. So it's actually quite, it's got quite a lot of history. It has quite a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So take me back to that fateful day 20 years ago. What, I know it was a rash decision, but what prompted you to, to, to go in there? Because you traded it in for a keyboard, I believe, was it? Yes, a keyboard and an amp. Um, because we were, my husband at the time, we were trying to change direction mm-hmm. and figured maybe the accordion is going out of vogue, out yes. of fashion. Okay. So we were going to, both of us, he played the guitar and I was going to play um, Learn how to play the keyboard as opposed to the accordion. And we went in near close to uh, closing time. It would have been about 5.30 and we just wandered around the keyboard section and somebody came over to us and we said what we were interested in and I had brought the guitar with me. We made a very fast decision and the very next morning, 9am, I was at the door. I changed my mind. I want it back. Oh my goodness me, so you went straight back in? I went straight back. We left very, very close to six o'clock, if not shortly after it. And I was back there at 9am the very next morning and I was told it was gone. (gasps) Oh my goodness me. So what could have happened was perhaps somebody in the shop themselves uh, that was there at the same time as you may be purchasing or somebody that is actually working there had their eye maybe and thought somebody might avail of this, made a quick phone call and it was done maybe overnight. Something yes. like that. Some, okay. Something something happened overnight. Oh, and the, that must have felt devastating. Oh, it was absolutely soul destroying. I was, I was like, no, 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 no. And I just stood there in shock for like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And um. But there was no, there was no sign there was of this no comeback. So was... did you take to the piano then at all? No. Did you? No. She hated no. it. She left it in the corner there. Yeah, absolutely. I hated it. No, I did have to bring it home again, obviously. Yeah. I couldn't just leave it there without leaving with the accordion. But no, no, I never took it to the keyboard at all. Okay, okay. Never. And and Ian, this is something that uh, Carmel has spoken about quite a lot. Oh, for years and years and years. <laughs> yeah, I am... Um, 
It's amazing. Yeah, her granddad was involved with the Wexford Opera Festival. She was oh, always yeah. very musical. She sings, she sang on RT. She's she's a good singer too, but she says she won't play and sing, so I'm hoping she'll play and I'll sing. <laughs> <laughs> but she can really play, you know, she's played in the West Coast of Ireland. She's played all over Ireland. In fact, when I was frustrated on my Easter holidays trying to get through towns or St. Patrick's Day holidays and these marching bands were going by, <laughs> it was probably her a couple of times. <laughs> it was her band slowing us down in Balbriggan or up north or around Ireland, Donegal, wherever. It was her... <laughs> and and because she spoke about this so much, you even went to the great lengths of getting another one. Ah, oh, yeah. I went and bought another one. I saw it in the window in Riffs. That's, um, yeah, near Dominic. Yeah. Dominic, Dominic's. It's, got, it's since uh, yeah, gone it, now, it, it yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is gone so now. Basically, I saw it and I said, I got to get her this one, but not the same. Wasn't the same, Carmel, but the intention was there. And he really wants to get this back for you. He really yeah. does. So yeah. we are putting out an appeal on the show today. We would love to get this back. Now, it is, it's a Palo Soprani 120 bass professional piano accordion in yes. black and silver. That's how black, I would silver describe Black, silver and white. It. There's some white buttons on the front of it as well. Okay. Um, oh, I see, see in the photograph in the yeah. picture. We're going to try and put this uh, image on our Facebook and social media as well and see if we can try and get this back. If by any chance somebody in the northeast happened to buy this accordion and happened to be listening in right mm-hmm. now what would you like to say to them Carmel? Oh I'd, if there's any way that you could part with it because it, it really is like missing a part of me it has been for 28 years and I'm just like I need <laughs> if you have it please please could you think about at least give, uh, giving it back or getting in touch or getting in, get touch. in touch just get in touch with LMFM here and I'm sure Sinead will pass on <laughs> Oh, we will. Any notification? We will. In the meantime, um, what we're going to do is we're going to try and dig a little deeper. We're going to go to the sound shop and maybe see what we can do there with our, with our connections in the sound shop. See if they've any records of maybe sales going back that far, or even if they recollect anything about this. They must. They must. They've got their great people up there. Yeah. They must have something uh, about. It. They might know who who has bought it. Uh, stranger things have happened. Is all <laughs> I would say. We're yes. Yeah, this. yeah. But we'll keep in touch, and hopefully, somebody listening right now might know about this accord or might have it which would be amazing uh, for, for yourself and would Carol would be fabulous but thank you so much for reaching out and sharing the story and look watch this space we'll see what happens Great. thank you Thanks so much thank, thank you so you. much Carmel and Ian Armstrong do you know anything about this accordion this Palo Soprani 120 bass professional piano accordion do you know anything about it did you buy it do you know somebody who might have bought it please get in touch with us 086 658 11 to 1 show. Oh, lovely, lovely people. I really do hope that we manage to track down the accordion for Carmel. She is just dying to get her hands back on it 28 years later look maybe stranger things have happened uh, but we would love to hear from you if you do know anything about it now have you watched the documentary on Lewis Capaldi on Netflix yet I did talk about it a couple of weeks ago in my TV recommendations and I love watching music documentaries particularly and I'll watch pretty much all kinds of music ones but my husband who is nothing but rock and roll and heavy music (laughs) Left hand. He uh, surprised me the other night because he suggested that we watch this documentary. And no, it definitely wasn't just for my benefit because he'd already actually started watching it a day or so ago. He'd watched a bit of it and we decided to settle down uh, properly and, and kind of give it the full attention. But this is eye opening not just into Lewis's life uh, prior to fame, his lovely family, his parents seem like really, really lovely people as well. And Lewis obviously is hilarious, but it gives you an insight into 
you know, his amazing talent for writing, of course, and the process of songwriting, all that. But the main overarching sort of, I suppose, thing in the in the show is this incredible rise uh, to, to, to fame and the huge, huge impact that it has had on him. Never did I want to reach into the screen as much and just give this guy a hug and just tell him, do you know what? Slow it down it, because, oh my God, the impact of fame that, that it has had on him. And, you know, all these kids now that are, you know, trying to get fame on TikTok or whatever, I would urge you to watch this documentary because the impact that it has had on him is unreal. He looked exhausted and he's there in one scene and he's talking to these record executives and uh, I'm just looking at them going, how are they not saying, Lewis, you're under too much stress. Like we can clearly see that there's something wrong. Let's just, you know, park it. Now, eventually, I think the manager does intervene and he does take four months off. It's um, from writing the, the very difficult second follow up album, all the pressure, all that sort of stuff. But you see him throughout the film with this shoulder twitch. It kind of starts off subtly and then it goes full on. And after investigation into that, it's discovered that he has Tourette's and uh He's just in such bad shape with regards to this. And then, but then when he finally is diagnosed, there's a bit of relief around all of this, you know, but it's all this like, oh, you you know, you're, you're, that, that, that album is done now. Okay, you've achieved your fame, but come on, on to the second album, all this sort of stuff. I highly recommend people watch it though. It's eye opening. Lewis Capaldi, How I'm Feeling Now is, is what it's called. It's on Netflix. And here he is with Hold Me While You Wait. <laughs> Oh, he's great. Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, I don't know about you, but there are still so many Easter eggs waiting to be eaten in my house. And like most of you, I'm concerned about what I'm going to do. How am I going to dispose of all the packaging? Well, Repack is reminding us that there's no excuses when it comes to disposing this waste responsibly. I'm delighted to have Laura Sherry from Repack on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Laura? Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Did you eat many Easter eggs, Laura? Because I think myself and my kids are going to be eating them until probably Halloween or something. I know, we're, we're the same. We're the same. I have to hide them from the kids. <laughs> I, think they, I think they know where they are. <laughs> There's uh, so many. So, so many. Uh, but, you know, whilst Easter is great, one of the big concerns is all of the packaging. Uh, remind us again, what exactly in the Easter egg packaging can, you know, in fact be recycled? Pretty much all of it, to be honest okay. with you. You know, your recycling bin should be the fullest bin in your house, um, without a doubt. So most things that come into the household now can be recycled, uh, which is great. Soft plastics uh, was reintroduced into the recycling bin in 2021. So um, that's, you know, a real key message that we want to get across. You know, recycle as much plastic as you can, your hard plastic and your soft plastic. We have... Um, ambitious plastic recycling targets ahead of us. We have to get to 50% by 2025 and we're currently at 33%. So we're really trying to get everyone rallied around, um, you know, really kind of thinking about, you know, when you have plastic in the house, put it into your recycling bin. So, you know, if you look at the Easter eggs and all your confectionery items, all your cardboards, um, flatten it down, put it in your recycling bin. The plastics, you know, a lot of confectionery companies have taken out the hard plastic, but Mm -hmm. if there is hard plastic, around the um, the Easter egg, put it into your recycling bin and then all your soft plastics. So, you know, the wrappers, um, or sweets come in, 
Okay. Oh, I didn't realise that could go. So you're talking about, so say, for example, if you get like a, like a Cadbury's egg or something and the roses, sweets are inside in it. Yeah. Are, are all those little uh, foil wrappers, yeah. they're all recyclable? Oh, okay. All, Perfect. Fully recyclable, yeah. So anything that you can scrunch up into your hand that's, mm-hmm. a pla- that's plastic, that's a soft plastic, you can pop that into your recycling bin. And then with the foil... Um, as as long as it's scrunched in a ball because actually the machines detect it better if it's in a ball so oh. scrunch it in a ball make sure that nothing's contaminated um, and when we, when we say contamination and you know, materials being contaminated, you know, that it's not, you know, there's not a lot of melted chocolate around or, <laughs> or, food, or any other food. So, yeah. you know, just our, our kind of rule of thumb is clean, dry and loose so that the material is clean, that it's dry. So if you have, you know, um, milk cartons or yeah. anything like that, that there's no milk and residue. Oh, listen, people are great for throwing them in my, oh, in my house. The amount of times I take milk things out of the recycling to wash them properly, the, the kids love just firing them in there. Yeah, as you say, and I'd say it's the biggest skirt in a recycling centre is to see the li- or even you know like the little bits of ketchup at the bottom of uh, plastic uh, ketchup bottles as well yeah. you've got to wash them yeah. out people just get them a quick rinse that's all you have to do and then pop them in and then loose keep all your items loose so you know I think people think they're doing a great job they have their recycling and they're putting all the materials into just say a cornflakes box or another box in there don't do that keep okay. it all loose because um, that way the machines again can, can detect it better so and I guess what I would always try and remind people in a recycling facility the material goes onto a picking line at the very start and at the very start of the picking line it's actually people that go through it before course, it gets onto yeah. technology and to the AI so I you know think about that the people going through you know all your I won't say rubbish but, yeah. <laughs> but you know it is look essentially it is a commodity yeah. Um, yeah. and if it's recycled correctly you know we're having you know the material to be recycled reused and having us all live in a circular economy Yes, and the poor workers are not, you know, gagging as they go through exactly. this stuff. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. And would have you noticed as well that uh, chocolate companies are becoming more sustainable? Like I have to say, a lot of the packaging that I came across, you know, there was a lot of um, the, the, the hard plastic, as you say, kind of gone as well. You know, the, the mould around the egg seemed to be gone from some of the packaging as well, which is great to see. Great to see, great to see. And we have a great initiative within... Um, we pack, where we try and work with our members to reduce the amount of packaging, to lightweight the packaging, to take out packaging that's, you know, not necessarily, and then to design packaging for recycling so that it is fully, fully recyclable. So look, there's no doubt about it. There's so much, um, emphasis on the environment these days. And, you know, all companies, anyone who's a producer of packaging are really, making huge efforts to try and make their packaging um, as lightweight as, as possible. And um, But look, there's still more work that we can do yeah. and we're working with them. Yep, that's great to see. And Repack conducted interesting research into our spending habits at Easter time. Tell us about some of the findings now, because not everyone was buying Easter eggs. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, well, 62% of people said that they they bought Easter eggs as their first choice. and But 35% planned to buy alternative gifts. Oh. So to- toys came out on top, um, and then cards, 23%. Baked goods or other confectionery was 21%. Handmade gifts, go, go everyone, <laughs> getting the time for that, yeah. 17, 17%. And then hampers, 14%. So, um, But look, Easter eggs are definitely the top choice, but definitely alternative gifts are popular as well. That was, that was great to see because it's, as you say, different sort of things for people. Uh, and what did you discover actually as well, that Easter egg chocolate, which, which Easter egg chocolate was the most popular? Did you discover any of that in the research? 
God, did we discover that? Because you know the way people are like Cadbury's or Nestle, you know, this yeah. kind of stuff. I, I mean, like well, for me now, it would have to chocolate. be... Yes, yes, yeah. it would have to be milk chocolate, the dark or any of that. No, 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 it's a no-no no. for me. Absolutely not. But what well, was... it's better for you. I think dark chocolate's better for you. But <laughs> milk chocolate came out top and then white chocolate... Uh, followed dark chocolate last yeah. oh dark chocolate last okay and what was really great to, to hear as well is that 94% of people will be recycling which is great news absolutely great I think everyone you know is really making such an effort I think you know since the pandemic people are at home more and we really saw an uplift in recycling in the households um, during the pandemic and post pandemic because that, you know we're at home and we're kind of being more, you know, we're more conscious. Like, yeah. where, where do these things go? Uh, what bin do they go? And, and as I said, you know, your recycling bin, it, you know, if done correctly, it should be the, you know, the biggest bin in your house, the fullest bin, because we all have packaging coming in. Um, but it's great, you know, um, 94%. So they make, huge, you know, huge uptake. Efforts. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. And, and household is doing really well. So, um, keep it going everyone yeah keep it going, keep it going. absolutely yeah. Laura thank you so much uh, for, for joining me on the show today oh with all God. that great advice thanks a million people can check out repack.ie by the way as well if you're unsure about what goes into which bin uh, but I think we're all doing quite well when it comes to recycling the 11 to 1 show here for you I have music from Boyzone on the way, but first it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day, 1912, the RMS Titanic, the world's largest ocean liner, hits an iceberg off Newfoundland and sinks into the early hours of the morning then. National Dolphin Day is today. It was created so we can all pay tribute to this amazing mammal. Dolphins are incredibly intelligent creatures as well as being wonderfully sociable. So celebrate the day by learning more about dolphins. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Zone, no matter what on LMFM's 11 to 1, some are trickling in now with answers for Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. Did you miss Fionn's clue a little bit earlier on? Okay, look, we'll play it again. Here he is. Hey Sinead, yes, we're back with another Friday Floor Filler. I've picked a song that's guaranteed to get you in the mood for the weekend. I've taken a snippet of it and I've reversed it. All you have to do is let us know the name and the artist of the song. Here's the snippet in reverse. Oh, what do you think? I'll give it another spin. So if you think you know what my Friday floor filler is today, text WhatsApp or voice note into Sinead with your answers. Best yeah, of luck. simple as that. 086-1800-658. Deirdre has it. Uh, also, somebody, I don't know who, what your name is, but you have it on the text as well. We're a little bit there slowly, but surely you're trickling in. You're waking up now on a Friday. We'll be playing that after 12. And Niall is back talking movies. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. 
Although it's only been a four-day week, I am ready for the weekend. Fionda's standing by to kickstart that with his Friday Floor Filler song. That's coming your way shortly. The Best Mix. Mix. News with King. I want to let you know about this very, very cool fundraiser that Andrew Keenan from Lynn's Annie Gasson is doing at the moment. Have to give him a shout out. He's resting up a little bit, but I think he might be kickstarted it back again because uh, he is basically uh, doing a charity run across uh, the country. And he completed the first leg of this 210 kilometre three day charity run from west to east coast. So he set off from Air Square in Galway. Uh, earlier on uh, this week and he's fundraising for two local charities the North Loud Hospice, Hospice and Do It For Dickie campaign uh, while two of Andrew's friends well-known Dundalk golfers Owen Murphy and Quaylon Rafty are playing four rounds as well uh, also in aid of the charity's concern so they've labelled it the ACE ACE Challenge um, and uh, fair play to him anyone who wants to donate by the way the link is up on lmfm.ie but if you check out events54.com forward slash act and then ACE you'll get all the details there. So hopefully he's resting well and recovering and uh, fair play to him taking on a challenge like that. Now it's nearly, we're nearly there. We are. Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1. Yes, it's almost time to kickstart the weekend, but I'm just going to give you one last chance to see if you can get it. So far, we have Claire. She has it. Keen has it. Megan and Sam have the name of the song, but not the artist, if you can get that in. Brendan has it as well. Cheryl has it. I need you to guess our Friday Floor Filler song before we play it. I'm going to give you a little snippet of the song in reverse. Can you tell me who the artist is and uh, what the name of the song is? Here it is in reverse. You're going to kick yourself when you get this. I'm telling you. It's classic kind of summer feel-good vibes on this song as well. If you think you know, last chance 86 658 We're going to be playing that Friday Floor Filler song right after Celebrity News. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Nicholas Holt stars alongside Nicholas Cage in the new film Renfeld, which follows the infamous Dracula and his assistant. We caught up with Nicholas who tells us how he regularly gets mistaken for Sam Claffin and he's even starting to take credit for his movies. At my local cab, I've taken the credit for me before you for his performance in that numerous times every time I go in there one of the staff one of the staff is like hey that film really gets me like you're brilliant in it. and at first I was like should I say it wasn't me but now I'm like yeah thank you and I and I and I, I also feel pride in what I did what Sam did for the first time ever you'll be able to live stream all the stages at Coachella this weekend headlining the festival this year is Frank Ocean Bad Bunny and Gorillas. Nicolas Cage has revealed the top five movies he loves that he was in. Here's what he said. Okay, I'm going to start with Pig. That's my favorite movie I've ever made. That's fairly recent. Okay, uh, I love uh, Mandy, Mandy. uh, the movie I Panis directed. I love uh, Bringing Out the Dead, uh, Martin Scorsese directed. So uh, I loved uh, Bad Lieutenant, Werner Herzog. I loved a movie called Joe that uh, uh, David Gordon Green directed. All right, there you go. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy.
The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I love him. I love him. I love him. Nicholas Cage. And we're going to be chatting more about Nicholas Cage with Niall O'Brien in Real Reviews very, very shortly. Okay, Barry has it finally. Karen has it as well. Wayne has it. Oh, Fionn, we better just put them out of their misery. What was your Friday floor filler song this week? My Friday floor filler this week is Mojo with Lady Hear Me Tonight. Here it is. Turn it up. Oh, it does give you the summer vibes, doesn't it? Mojo Lady. Apparently, because I was just Googling around going, what happened, Mojo? Apparently, they were not prepared for the success of that song. They say, we were just kids making music together. I think we must have just had an urgent need to put a pause on it to keep our sanity. So they did. They only made music from 2000 to 2003, but they still remain friends. They had the head screwed on. They weren't able to cope with the fame. I can understand. I can understand. Uh, now we are going to be talking movies with Niall O'Brien in Real Reviews. He's going to join us next. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex, Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. Yes, it is Friday, which means we are talking movies. Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm excited because we're going to be talking about Nicolas Cage, who you know, <laughs> I absolutely will watch him in Just Anything. I'll watch That's him. That's true. Yeah, 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 I really will. We'll be talking about him now in a moment. We will, we will. Because uh, first of all, you have some cinema tickets to give away. That's right. Our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker. You can win a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, uh, and courtesy of our friends there, you can go to any of their venues, by the way, in the northeast. Uh, you've got the Omniplex Deluxe venue in Drogheda, Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex Balbriggan. And there are some fantastic movies in the cinema right now. The best way is to see them on the big screen. You can check out all the details. Showtimes, Omniplex.ie. I don't think they need a clue. I think we've kind of given them a clue. Kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. It's too easy this week. It is way too easy this week. But, we, you know, we're, it's Easter holidays. We're being kind to you. Who do you think this actor is? 086-1800-658. My favourite Dracula is Christopher Lee, who has a British sound. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's let's just listen to him again, because he's great. My favourite Dracula is Christopher Lee, who has a British sound. <laughs> Love it. Who is that? Come on. 086-1800-658. So we're moving on to Renfield. Yes, Renfield. Nicolas Cage is Dracula. That's pretty much my review. That's the reason to go and see this film, okay? (laughs) But uh, it's not just about him. It's about Renfield, Dracula's loyal servant, played in this film by Nicholas Holt. Uh, He's the tortured servant to history's most blood-sucking narcissistic boss. I can really relate to that. Oh, yeah. Um, I was waiting for something like that to come into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's forced to go out during the daytime to procure or pray for his master and do his every bidding. But now, after a century of servitude, Renfield wants to get out of this toxic relationship with his over-demanding boss. So while his master sleeps, he joins a 12-step help group for persons in codependent relationships with people uh, with narcissistic personalities. And he discovers support and kindred spirits until during one of the sessions, his boss manages to crash the party. Oh. And we have a clip here of Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Oh, listen, that's just my Friday made. Here it is. 
Would you like to introduce yourself to the group? I'm the Prince of Malaysia. <sighs> Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. <laughs> However, to most, I am known simply as... Redfield's boss! I am Dracula. Okay, obviously we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. <laughs> so is this like an absolute tongue-in-cheek comedy then? No, this is a... Well, what would you call it? It's a... It's a lot of films bashed in together. <laughs> It's a horror, it's a comedy, it's a buddy cop movie, it's, and may, I'll talk about that in a little bit, do you know what I mean? But yeah. the, like I say, the reason to go and see this is Nicolas Cage. In 1988, he made a film called Vampire's Kiss, and it's one of, I think, one of his favourite films as well that he made. He played a yuppie who, after a one-night stand, starts to think he's turning into a vampire. Yeah. And that was the start, I think, of his kind of all-out, eye-popping you know, weird performances. And he brings all of that to his role as Count Dracula in this. And uh, forgive me if I do say, he sinks his teeth into the role. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but Dracula doesn't have top billing here. That goes to Renfield, played by Nicholas Holt. He gets super strength and speed from eating insects, okay? So there's a little bit of a kind of superhero vibe to yeah. this as well in some of the action scenes. Uh, he gets entangled with a, a traffic cop who's in a, a precinct full of dirty cops and she wants to take down the crime family who killed her father. To be honest with you, I could have done with less of that and mm. more of Dracula, right? Now, he's in it quite a bit, Nicholas Cage, but it's just like, that's what, I'm, that's what you want yeah. to be. Now, a word of warning to the squeamish. This is a gory, blood-soaked mm. film. Stomachs get sliced open, intestines mm. spill out, heads get cut off, arms get torn off and used as clubs. People basically turn into like Capri Suns if they were full of blood, just <laughs> spilling everywhere. But the action sequences are fast-paced, they're uh, bloody, and they're very inventive. Okay. It's not a perfect film, but that being said, Nicolas Cage, as Dracula, doing what he does best, I mean, and what he does best is just generally being brilliant. Yeah. And any movie that features him going full Prince of Darkness, well, it's got to be worth a bloody look. Oh, it has got to be worth a bloody look. Now, I'm, I'm just going to introduge uh, the Cageometer, okay, on the show <laughs> okay. for today. And, and actually, anytime we talk about Nicolas Cage, so right. how cagey is he on the Cageometer? Uh, the Cageometer reaching its maximum uh, would be a 10 or, you know, a 1, obviously, for not so cagey. So is he full 10 or what? Where are we looking at on the Cageometer? I think he's not far off 10. Okay. Now, you know, I never, you know me, I never want to go 10 because you always think, well, maybe he's got a bit more in him. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I'd say nine, but possibly ten. Okay, okay, loving it, loving it. Renfield, that is out in cinemas right now today. Uh, okay, so moving on to our streaming, and you've got an obsession. That's right. This is the new uh, series on Netflix, a four-part series adapted from a novel from 1991 called Damage, which was turned into a film in 1992 with Jeremy Irons and Juliette Binoche. This is about William Faddo, 
uh, played by Richard Armitage, who is uh, a surgeon, a handsome surgeon. He's not just a handsome surgeon, he's a brilliant surgeon. And he's not just a brilliant surgeon because he separates conjoined twins, but he's also a sexy, brilliant surgeon. Uh-huh. And he's married to a sexy, successful lady barrister. And after years together, they still seem to have the hots for each other. And it all seems to be uh, he's having a perfect life. Uh, so basically, because this is a drama, <laughs> it's about time things went to pot. At a cocktail party, um, because there's going to be a new health initiative and he's kind of going to spearhead it, he locks eyes with a beautiful young woman who is seemingly staring into his soul. And they meet at the bar and she introduces herself as Anna. Uh, and she's played by Charlie Murphy, Ireland's own Charlie Murphy. And she is his son's new girlfriend. But she seems fascinated by William and uh, his brilliance in surgery. And she makes no secret that she is attracted to him. Oh. And William doesn't exactly seem to resist. Oh, so we have a little on. clip from the trailer here. Okay, here it is. Your day's father. That's right. And your Jay's new girlfriend. I think he's worried about introducing us. Should he be? Anna, will you have some more wine? Yes. See how he was with her. Our son is obsessed. She gives me, I don't know, strange feeling. Oh, come on, it's steamy music, you know, like, yeah. It is steamy music. There's a lot of steam, there's a lot of full frontal nudity, there's a lot of scenes in the bedroom, shall we say. Um, it really wants to be an arty, meaningful kind of... Don't watch this with your parents, of, people. That's all I'll say. No, don't. Yeah. Incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> it really wants to be an arty, meaningful portrait of obsession. But to be honest with you, I found it a passion killer. Oh. The actors are doing their best with the material that they have. But the problem is we don't care about any of the characters. You know, They're like this guy has a perfect life and it's just for some reason he just wants to follow his, you know, little brain around to, to get what he wants, okay? Uh, and they, instead of lustful stares at each other, they spend a lot of time looking like they've eaten a bad curry, you oh, know? okay, yeah. The only, the only good thing about all the sex scenes in it is that when they get into the bedroom and the shagging starts, it stops them from delivering some of the absolutely awful dialogue that sounds like it was written by chat GBT. Like I say, I don't blame the cast. They do the best with the little that they're given. Richard Armitage, very good actor. He looks the part. Charlie Murphy can do wonders with the right material, but they can't save this, I think. Um, uh. At times, I felt like I was watching a nature documentary without the narration. And actually, getting David Attenborough in to narrate some of the sex scenes in this would have made me enjoy it more. Um, you know, but it seems, I didn't realise, it seems the erotic thriller is making a bit of a comeback. It because is? Um, they're doing a TV uh, series of Fatal Attraction, Paramount actually, Plus. That's what I thought that. this was until you right. launched into this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because no, uh, I could see that working actually now as a TV series. Yeah, that's coming out, uh, I think, next month. Um, there's a movie, I don't know if you ever saw it, called Fear, which is Fatal Attraction for Teen. Oh, is this Reese Witherspoon Mark, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Wahlberg. Yeah, oh, I'm kind yeah. of obsessed with that now. That is a bit of a... He, Mark Wahlberg is very scary in this. <laughs> so there's a remake of that coming out. And then there's one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ruth Negga called Presumed Innocent, which is a remake of a Harrison Ford film, which it's a, actually a really good film. So I'd be yeah. interested to see that. So if you're looking for your... Uh, actually, if, if you're looking for... You'd be better off watching the 1992 Jeremy Irons version yeah. of this story if you want.
Yes. Okay. Okay. So obsession getting the thumbs down. Moving on to our TV movies for the weekend. And this is something that definitely has gone under my radar completely. Hombre. That's right. From 1967, Paul Newman plays the titular Hombre, a man raised by American Indians. And he returns back to his Arizona home to collect his inheritance, but finds that people are not so welcoming because he's been raised by Native Americans. And he's riding in a stagecoach that gets held up. And then it's up to him to defend all the passengers, the very people who have dismissed him and insulted him. So okay. it's good. It's a yeah. good weapon. Yeah. That's on tonight, TG Carr. Moving to tomorrow night. Also on TG Carr at 9pm, Aaron Brockovich. Great movie. The story of Aaron Brockovich, uh, played in this by Julia Roberts, who won an Oscar for the part, fought against an energy corporation, Pacific Gas and Electric, uh, because they were responsible for a groundwater contamination in, in Hinkley, I think, in uh, California. Yeah, great. And she's, oh look, she's brilliant in it. She really is. Uh, then moving to Sunday in the afternoon. Yes, it's a lovely film. Have you ever seen Local Heroes? I haven't. From 1983. It's a beautiful movie. It's uh, set in Scotland. It's about a Houston oil executive, uh, Mac McIntyre, played by Peter Reigert, and he's sent by his eccentric boss, Burke Lancaster, to the small village of Furness in Scotland to buy up all the land because his company wants to build an oil refinery there. But uh, he gets a taste of life in this little village and he begins to question whether or not he's on the right side of this transaction. Got a fantastic score by Mark Knopfler as well. But I really, definitely, if you're not going to be in Sunday afternoon, set the, set the box to record it. Oh, fantastic. So that's on at 3.35 RTE1 on Sunday. They are all flooding in. This has to be the easiest. Who's that talking now? Tell us who was that talking now, Niall. It was the Prince of Darkness himself, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, it was indeed. Niall, as always, thank you so much for Jam Packed Real Reviews. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. The 11 to 1 show. I have music from Keen on the way but just before I do I must mention that Omniplex Cinemas are running a week long marathon right of their most requested movies I think this is such a genius idea it's happening Friday the 28th of April and they've selected seven of their most requested movies so uh, uh, this is pretty much happening at their 36 location cinema chain so any of their branches and um, the uh, voting was open to the My Omnipass subscription members and they have selected the schedule so on Friday the 29th or 28th of April it's all going to kick off with The Dark Knight back on the big screen oh what amazing movie Heath Ledger Christian Bale absolutely brilliant the next one for the kiddies on the Saturday the 29th and Sunday the 30th Shrek the very first Shrek there's actually rumoured to be a Shrek 5 that's in the works as well also for the kids the same day Despicable Me as well will be back on the big screen now this is very exciting The Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the Ring is going to be screened Monday the 1st of May something I'm going to be in the seat for on Tuesday the 2nd of May Pulp Fiction I mean I would have seen that on a video definitely when I was too young to be watching it but imagine seeing that absolute classic uh, on the big screen Tuesday the 2nd of May Interstellar uh, another one of Christopher Nolan's movies that's going to be on Wednesday the 3rd of May and the absolute one that I'm definitely going to be watching is Back to the Future, Thursday the 4th of May. All these shows are open to the public, but if you're a My Omnipass member, you can see them all along with the new releases for just $14.99 per month. Absolutely brilliant value. Imagine seeing all those on the big screen again. You can find out more details, omniplex.ie. 
I have music from ABBA, classic ABBA on the way for you, but first time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Plan more an intellectual disability service requires carers in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV to info at clanmore.ie. That's C-L-A double N-M-O-R dot I-E. You can also phone 86 603 2 the Valley in Malera requires a full-time head chef competitive salary with bonus offered. To apply, contact John on 087-984-2969 or you can email johnoconnellvalleyin at gmail.com. Sky Handling Partner Dublin Airport are recruiting bus drivers with full D driver's licence required. Apply to jobs at shp.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Just want to remind people, Dundalk Women's Shed, they have a new home. They're going to be moving their meeting place from the Oriel Centre, Dundalk Jail, to the Wellington Hall, St Mary's Road. And their first meeting in that new venue is going to take place on Monday, coming April 17th. They're going to have a talk as well on self-defence, followed by tea and a chat. And uh, their walking group as well uh, continues to meet weekly. And the Shed now has its own book club as well that meets in the library. And they are open to new members so anyone over aged 18 in Dundalk and surrounding areas and are welcome to go along to the Women's Shed you can find out all the details as well Dundalk Women's Shed page on Facebook The 11 to 1 show I'll have a winner of our Omelette Plex tickets very very shortly but first back to the music here's the latest from Niall Horan wasn't keen on that when I heard it initially, but I have to say it's grown on me. Niall Horan there and heaven. Want to say congratulations to Emma Mary. You are getting our Omniplex tickets this week. Don't worry, we'll have another set up for grabs next week. That is our lot on the show for today and for this week. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the weekend and I'll chat to you on Monday. The 11 to 1 show. 